You are listening to the We Hired a Sitter for this podcast. We hired a sitter for this. We have a roster of like seven sitters. I hate authority, but I'm a mom. I'm an old man. I need orthopedic shoes. The laughs, the chuckles, the TMI. Some people might say, why would you have kids? The oceans are rising. The economy's collapsing. And they're not wrong. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. And we hired a Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of We Hired a Sitter This. What? I can't even speak. You, what's the name of the show? We Hired a Sitter Welcome to the show. We Hired a Sitter for This. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. Ross is back. I'm back, baby. Wow. And who did we hire to sit tonight? My mother. JoJo in the house. JoJo's in the house. She's over on... Avenue in Bushwick. Should we be saying our address? This show has gotten so big, maybe people shouldn't know where we live. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Uh, oh, no, our oh light no. went out. It didn't go out. It's just this this plug. It's a wonky plug. They don't make them like they used to. Maybe bleep out our street name. Mm. If it seems... Yeah, possibly. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Welcome back to the podcast. You've been missed. How have you been? How is your life? What is happening? It's nice to sit down and talk to my wife every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I've missed being here. Uh, Although I will say I love where you're headed. You like the new podcast? I love where you're headed. You're a fan of the show. I am. I've been listening on my own and then I like check in and I'm like, hey, just so you know, I think that was really funny. You're the host of the show and also a fan. I think actually... You should write a five-star review for us. We could use it. I should. I will. Producers out there... I will. Let's let's step up our game with the comments and mm. the engagement and the follows and subscriptions. If you're enjoying what we're doing here at We Hired a Sitter for this, step get it, it get up. on your keyboard. Step it up. Get on your keyboard and let's, let's be an activist in that way. <laughs> Is that activism? Yes, it's activism. Okay. Sure. In 2023? Wait. What year is it? 2024 Whoa. where's your brain where's your brain not here what is happening so let's let's let me give you my version of where you've been for the last six where months where have i been because actually the <laughs> last time we did a podcast together was probably in the middle of the night when i was just approaching you with microphones while you were yes, in bed you were, that was you were like i'm just doing loosey-goosey baby i was like i'm gonna do a gorilla podcast and i'll just force her to be on the show and i'll yeah. just sneak into the house with a mic and say hey what's happening yeah and uh that didn't go well i wouldn't say it went badly yeah but i will say and then you can come back you can circle back that i think it is really good that you have teamed up with another comedian who wants and needs content in the same way and who has professional goals yeah has you professional goals has like he can stand production he can stand production he's motivated in that way and i'm not for any of that yeah so <laughs> yeah i think we've shared with the producers that you hate production uh from oh. other parts of our lives yeah um, so i'm i'm i think it's a great fit and then i just get to like this is like when i lived with a couple who had two dogs yeah and i didn't have to take care of the dogs at all but right. i would just like enjoy the, the dogs yeah you got I would, great cuddles yeah and like if they were annoying i'd be like not my dog and but get this, away from me in this metaphor gastor and i are dogs and we cuddle you and you enjoy it yeah that's kind of nice i love dogs so i it can sound horrible that i'm saying it in comparison to dogs but not me because i fucking love dogs and dogs 
there's no bad dogs. There's only bad owners. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, actually, this is an interesting counterpoint to our last episode where Gastor talked about his experience oh, with shit. pets. And I mean, the ver- I think he loves dogs, too. It, sounds- it was just a, a string of bad luck with dogs. Honestly, it kind of sounded like he could take or leave him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's a busy man. But yes. He's a busy man. You're a busy woman. Yes. You've been, what have I been doing up to? all kinds of stuff. This is the version I have. You uh, you changed careers. You became a yoga teacher. And it was the birth work that really stepped up this fall. You had clients. You're helping people who had babies. You're at ha- people's houses. You're feeding them. You're coming up with recipes in the kitchen. You're Ubering all over the boroughs to help new moms. Uh, you're you're juggling a yoga schedule. You're juggling a styling schedule, and and you also have this uh, three and a half year old leech who will not let you live in peace. No. Uh, so podcasting is not that available to you at the moment. No. And I did tell you when I decided, like, this is the time I want to be teaching yoga. I want to like focus on building my birth work uh, career. I don't have any extra to give to work. Yeah. even though i i love making this with you i love sitting here i like seeing myself on camera but beyond that yeah i just that's it that's all i got yeah. and even that as we know hard to get me to do yeah and let's so. see how the next <laughs> 45 minutes go before you start going are we done yet? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm tired. And we have to go see it. We're going to a play at 9 p.m. Yeah. In fact, the last time you were Ugh. here doing this in this studio, we were going to another comedy show. We were going to Union Hall to see a show. So this, Oh, uh, uh, oh it was li- summertime. Uh, no, it was April. That was back in April. When we went to go see Brian Safi and... Um, the blonde lady. Yeah. Arden Marin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was April. I just remember being in a dress like Or maybe not because we we I was reflected hot. on we reflected there was an on AC Easter situation too. We do, that was the episode with the Easter and the puking and the kicking moments. Oh my god. Wow. So anyway, the point the point is that it's nice to hang out here at the studio at the office before we go out and have an actual date. We had a date, we had a perfectly a really nice uh, little sushi dinner just now. Is it going successful this night? Are you having a, a successful night? On the drive over, <laughs> we were trying to figure out whether we prioritize recording this or getting food first because we were on a time crunch. We got, Which we got, he was experienced as a, as a time crunch. I was not experienced as got, a time crunch. We got 9 o'clock show, which means, I don't know, 7 p.m. doors? That gotta means get in there. you got to get your seats. I don't care if they're assigned. And you got to get there. News alert, it's 7.17 right now. So it's seven seventeen p.m. We got a nine o'clock show at Union Square. We're several subway stops away. Will we get there in time? <laughs> Stay tuned. This is your cliffhanger. Uh, it's gonna be fine. But we did have sushi, and that was nice. We went to Momo, one of our old haunts We've been from going early, there. early in our relation. I mean, we've probably been going there almost thirteen years. Yeah, it's got which be. tomorrow. Tomorrow is our 13 year anniversary. 13 years. Wow, lucky 13 years sober. <laughs> I mean, basically. 13 years of of pure love bliss. and joy. Bliss. Obsession. So 13 devotion, e- 13 years of devotion Your with eyes. a couple of breaks here and there. Just one break. Well, I'm just saying, you know, a couple of dalliances, a couple of Well, sure. A couple of That's why it works. Outs, That's why it works. A couple of stepping <laughs> outs. 
the step to a couple of step, step outs, repeat. a step repeat, a couple of step em ups. Um, Do you ever watch the step up films about stomp stomp the yard? We stomp the yard. I don't think we can claim that. That's oh, not for that, us to that, claim. Is that the yeah? Um. Yeah, thirteen years together. Wow. Tomorrow. Wow. And that's Which, our sex anniversary. No. Oh, we. Sex anniversary. Oh, oh, yes. You know what our sex anniversary is? Because Super we Bowl love football. <laughs> yes, we love the Super Bowl. You know, they chose. They picked who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Is it football teams? It's yep from the uh, Southern United States football uh, teams. Uh, what's their name? Is Taylor Swift's boyfriend involved? I think he is actually. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, and they're saying that she she did some witch <gasps> witchery to oh, get him in there. Right. Yes. I don't even want. I don't care about her or him or sports or her pop music. So, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so our sex anniversary is Super Bowl Sunday, 13 years ago. So that's coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, so we technically 13 years together on the 28th because that is the first date where we actually touched lips. Our lips got so close. <laughs> our lips, our <laughs> lips were so close. Let's not subject on the lips. on the escalator of the Union Square, yes, Regal. Regal Cinemas, which is threatening to close. Sad. And if they close that, we will lose our hallowed ground. I, we already lost the place where we got married. I know that that's place not is now hill like, country anymore. It's a it's a Korean food cafeteria. When you've been in New York City, the neighborhoods change. <laughs> we were just driving Bushwick on Bogart, which is you know used a little, to be a two way street. Used to be a two way street. Now it's a one way boulevard. And now we're in our forties talking about how. Remember when this was two way? Yeah, this was two ways. No, I gotta do a do- goddamn loop. I gotta drive around the neighborhood to get I to used my to office. Zoom up and down that street. Oh yeah, smoking cigarettes. And there was a period of time too where half of it was two way and the other half was one way. And yeah. because of that, I used to pretend like it was still two way. Oh like a yeah, damn gypsy cab driver. You drive like a person <laughs> playing Russian roulette. You're like, I I'm taking not. this turn blind. I do not. I don't care who's coming. My headlights don't work. I care about safety. Well, now we have a child. We gotta. We got kids. And I care about car. my child. I and got I kids care, in the car. We, we gotta get something for Peg because I have horrible visions of how she is the only person not secured in the car. I actually just take a, a slack seatbelt and I wrap it around her neck a couple of times. Seems fine. Um. So yeah, I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been missed. I, uh, I miss you. This feels like a good way to reconnect as a family. Yeah. And uh, catch up. And you've also had some recent developments that have really had you on the sidelines. This was a tough week <sighs> for old Ross Aaron here. Man, you see these eyeballs? They're looking. These are the best your eyes have looked in days and days and a days. A week? Yeah. A whole week. So the fun thing about daycare is that uh, pink eye starts floating around in yep. daycare. Yep. And sometimes what the kids are infected with infect the home. That's right. And... But don't be fooled. She didn't have it. No. She didn't have it. But she did have a cold. And she was around a lot of children, some of whom had pink eye. And whatever concoction of her cold met with pink eye in the space was being coughed into my eyeballs. <laughs> and, now... <laughs> and I woke up Friday, last Friday, things were getting a little weird. I was like, that's weird. I'm waking yeah. up with, you know, 
the eye boogers feel different. Yeah. Okay. There's a <laughs> I'll little, get, they, I'll got get a little, they got clear. a little thickness to them, a little yeah, shape. Like, there's like some viscous to yeah. the situation, right? And maybe there's some fiberglass mixed in with yeah, them. Yeah, a little sandy feeling. <laughs> um, but you know, I got classes to teach. I got yeah. yoga to do. I got a kid to raise. Yeah. So you just gotta keep going, and you hope this isn't anything too serious. Come Saturday morning, you were like, "You gotta go to the doctor because mm-hmm. that looks weird. Something's wrong." And I'm like, "Yeah, it really hurts, and I didn't sleep last night, which is also why I'm wearing these glasses. These are prescription. I rarely wear them because my this prescription is not that." Uh, Heavy? I don't know. What do you call they're it? They're readers. They're, they're no, no. These are not readers. Oh, I thought they were because readers. Because my readers are the aviator ones, oh. which I do use all the time. If I wear avi- if I wear readers regularly, then distance is like painful. Okay. Because it's for close up. These are for <laughs> fascinating astigmatism, oh. but I have a very mild stigmatism. What is that? I think it's when your eye, your like the actual shape of your eyes is different than it's supposed to your be. Your eye got misshapen during this pink oh, eye also. Oh, baby. You had a, you had a wonky so this eye. Is, this is cosmetic is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like these are real prescription glasses, but I'm wearing them cos- cosmetically to like- Distract the viewer. Distract the viewer. Which, I mean, honestly, they look so much better now, but- I've been wearing these every day to just be like, oh my, people are like, oh my God, I love your new glasses. I'm like, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is about the glasses, not my eyes looking like I have hemorrhages in both of them. But it was such a confluence of events because what started was two months ago or something, Franny started joining us in bed every single night. Uh... And when she's in bed, she does not care about who she's coughing on or at or how she's breathing, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she, yeah, she'll roll over directly into your face and she's just like I mean we have footage of how she does it and she I don't does she do that do it like that to you ever no I think I'm always also like like if I see her coming I'll just like Lightly, yeah, you're dodging. I'll, I'll lightly punch her in the face. Yeah, she... or you're doing like a like a basketball like yeah. fake out yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't I don't let her get close. But me, it's like I treat I'm... her like every woman in my life. I don't let them get too close. From 13 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Arms yeah. length. Arms length. The secret to a happy marriage is to just kind of keep them at bay a little bit. Now I'm keeping you at bay. I'm like just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. Leave me alone. This daughter is coughing in my eyeballs. I got... I'm and s- your mouth. I think I've seen her Ugh. cough and just like chunks of spittle and phlegm, just slow she motion landing on the back of your tongue. She over-exaggerates into my face. Yeah. like Because she, she will cover her mouth, but it, if mama's nearby, yeah. she literally will turn her head towards me and be like... Eh. And like sticks her tongue out to be like, see what I'm doing? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Right in the eyeballs. So it got really bad. Went to the doctor thinking things are getting better. No. Days go on. I just want to fix this one hair. Yeah, right help me. For camera. Well, now it doesn't look better. What are you doing? Well, there was one hair. There was one hair that kept a certain angle. Yeah, there it is. You see it? You see that one curl? I mean, it looks fine. What do you know? Yeah, honestly? I don't know anything. What do you fucking know? <laughs> Nothing. <sighs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a it's a pleasure to have you back. 
It is though, isn't I'm it? I'm so glad you're isn't here. It? I'm so glad you're here. Um, so the eyes get worse. Okay, they get worse. They really did devolve. Well, actually, what was hilarious? And I was working through it. I mean, I was going everywhere with Q-tips and wipes and salves and fucking different eye drops. Yeah, I was was sent out for eye drops. I thought I got you a bottle of eye drops. I got you like 50 little little tiny vials of- Disposable packs. Like you're doing COVID tests on yourself. You're running a lab in the bathroom with your products. But, but uh, highly eye, contagious. But the one pink eye, eye also. The one eye starts getting better, and then the next morning you wake up and you're like, "I think it's in my other eye." Yep, both eyes, both eyes by Sunday, I think, or Monday, Sunday or Monday, both eyes. Taught my yoga classes. I'm styling. You know, I'm putting doing, hundreds of lives at risk. Uh, yeah, doing all the jobs, and I just I'm straight up lying to people. I'm just being like, I'm not contagious anymore. <laughs> Should we? I don't know that you should be admitting to any of this here. I mean, anybody who knows anything about conjunctivitis knows that it's contagious. Yeah. But with that said, nobody, I wasn't hugging anybody. I wasn't kissing anybody. I'm. You're social distancing. I was social distancing. I was using, I had the glasses, defense, cosmetic, yeah. but also defense, stay away. I wasn't touching my eyes. Mm-hmm. Lots of hand washing, lots of sanitizing, okay? Yeah. I did my best, everyone. I don't have a work remote job, okay? Um, essential worker. No, I'm not at all. Um, come Wednesday, styling again, it's real bad. I'm mm. like, something feels different. And at this point, I've been using antibiotic eye drops mm-hmm. for like going on five days and yeah. i'm like what the fuck is going on oh did we tell the source of the antibiotic eye drops what that they're frannies oh yes but they were frannies that i showed the prescription a picture of the prescription to my doctor yeah. and she was like this is what we would give you just keep using them yeah. the way you've been using them so i was using them as prescribed it was confirmed by my doctor no problem but they're not working and come Wednesday, there's something going on on the eye that started it all. It was getting better. Now it's worse. It started actually growing a third eye on itself. Kind of. It was a lump. She had a lump on the globe of her and eye. And I'm like styling in a photo studio. Like my eye is like in pain and burning. And I was like, I got to do like a telehealth visit, which like, thank God we have privileged healthcare, And I can just like jump on an app and be like, can you look at my eyeball? <laughs> and like, they were like, um. They're like, we see it. <laughs> we need to, you need to leave wherever you are and they're go like, to an ophthalmologist. They're like, actually, could you clean your lens? It looks like the lens is warped because one of your lo- eyes looks significantly bigger than the other. And you're like, no, that's just my eye. That's just my eyeball. That's just my eyeball. And so I had to leave work early, which is very controversial as a freelancer because mm. you're just like, well, they may never hire me again because I have to leave right now. Um, no job security. But then I went to the ophthalmologist, which is its own tale upon time. But... Uh, to wrap up this part of it, I was given a new medication that started working within, I would say, the first two doses. And now I'm almost back. I'm almost. not quite back, but I am like I'm sleeping. I was having to dose myself with Benadryl just to get like a few hours of uninterrupted sleep because my eyes were so disgusting. Mm. You should talk so. to your sponsor about that. Sounds like maybe you're abusing it. Probably. Um, probably abusing 
artificial eyes too. And I'm going to get myself into a similar situation that I did with Afrin, where then it starts. Your body relies on yes. these products. Yes. That's capitalism, man. Uh, yeah, so you met the eye doctor of the century, New York City personality, ophthalmologist, Union Square Eye Care. What's her name? Let's put her name out there. You think? I don't I don't care. I, I mean, nah. you don't have to. <laughs> so, I gave her ones across the board, I'll tell you that. They made the mistake of sending me take this survey. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And Did they, you give also like commentary? They didn't give you room for commentary, but they were asking specific questions about her care. And yeah. I was like, ones, ones, ones across the board. <laughs> and why? So give us give us some examples of what you experienced. Well, mind you, I hate the healthcare system and doctors. I think most of them don't know how to speak to people. So mm. baseline. And my eyes are on fire. I'm in pain. And my appointment was at 2.15. I arrived on time. Did not see the doctor till about 3.15, 3.30. Yeah. Doesn't introduce herself. And also, I met you there just to set the scene. This place looks like an office in being John Malkovich. Like, it did a little the, bit, the right? The furniture and the hallways. The colors. Like, like, the building is not that big. It's on Park Avenue. And it's just a hair Street. too old. Yeah, like, and the yeah. building doesn't look massive from the outside. I was like, okay, second floor, I'll go up there. It's probably like an, uh, a waiting room and then a couple examination rooms. You go in there, it's a maze of hallways and examination rooms. They have multiple waiting rooms. And there's so many people there. Yeah. And the colors are so weird. Like yeah. dark, deep oranges and reds. Yeah. And like, yeah, like that medical furniture, yeah. you know, with the wooden arms on the chairs and everything. It's so much carpeting. <laughs> These, the, the receptionists have been there since the 80s. Like, yeah. I'm like, they were nice. Such as I couldn't find a window in the place. I'm like, I don't even know what time of day it is. So weird and claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, and and then yeah, so you and then you add junky eyeballs into the mix, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. and and you know I how I've been telling people what drives me crazy about these types of visits. I mean, this is hap all during pregnancy too. I feel like this was a very common occurrence. You get checked in by like the tech or the nurse who asks you all the like data questions mm. that you think is going to be relayed and informed to the doctor, so that you're just like, what's the word? Um, Apprised, yes, but also just updated, uh, aware, like ready, prepared, making it move faster, expedited. Thank you, expediting this whole process, yeah. Um, and it doesn't ever, it's as if the doctor goes in cold, even though you've already done all this shit with the previous person. Which, let me just interject here I was at a Chick fil A <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Where Didn't see this coming. I walked in with Jacob. This is when we went up mm -hmm. to Connecticut. It's an enormous Chick-fil-A. It's like it's it, it's got the proportion. It's a building with the proportions of like a, a, a man. What would you compare it to? It was way bigger than a normal. It was like it looked like a highway rest stop, but it was all a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And you go and it was packed like there were so many people in there because apparently it was a new Chick-fil-A. Great. Big excitement in town. Great. Who uh, cares? Who cares what's funding it? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Who gives exactly. a shit? Everything's and evil. I go in and there's a lot of people online and 
we get approached by a young man with an iPad who takes our order while we're waiting online. Wow. And then we get up to the line and then we pay up there and get our drinks up there. And then we go sit and then someone else brings the food. It was so expedited and so weird. Uh, like and it's this... like, how is the medical industry not doing the Chick-fil-A system? I mean, truly, these are the problems with our goddamn world. That yeah. it's like fast food has cracked all the codes because... They've got us right where they want us. Yeah. And, and healthcare is a fucking slow decline into hell. Yeah. And what's interesting is that if you eat enough fast food, you get sent straight to a medical office. And you're going to be waiting there much longer than that motherfucker with his iPad. And then when you're done there, you go straight to hell, you fucking idiot. That's right. So I was in hell or close to, and I go see the doctor, and she doesn't introduce herself, no pleasantries, no like, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so, like, what brings you in? Which, like, that would probably annoy me anyway, because I hate when they ask what brings you in, because you've already told the fucking nurse, okay? You should look at the goddamn chart before you come in and be like, I see you're here because of conjunctivitis. Mm -hmm. Let me take a look. Mm -hmm. Scene. Yeah. Not... I'm avoiding eye contact, sit at the computer. What's going on? I'm like, well, my eyes hurt. I've had pink eye since Saturday. You got health problems? <laughs> I'm not lying. That was her next question. That's the best question at a doctor's office. She had a mask on. No, she said medical problems. So do you have medical problems? You have medical problems. <laughs> I wasn't here. I got to hear the first rendition That's of the story That's true. So you, you are an yeah. accountable... Uh, you're an accountable witness. Yeah. Uh, alibi. Um, and because I have dealt with so many New York City doctors over my almost 20 years here, I'm just very myself yeah. in these scenarios. And so I, of course, start laughing at her yeah. immediately. And I just say, that's a really weird way to ask somebody a question. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's so broad. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean do I have health problems, medical problems? Like, beyond my eyeballs? What do you mean? Yeah. She's like, oh, well, you know, arthritis and something could lead to this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, so ask the question in that way. Say, are there other... Do you suffer from other ailments or anything that might be related to this? And maybe ask my fucking name and ask me what... How, what it's been like and why I'm here. Yeah. Not like, yeah, medical problems. <laughs> also, I think there's something to, I was talking to my brother about this and I'm like, do you trust an ophthalmologist who she herself has really thick glasses on? Yeah. She can't see straight. And what, what, how would you describe her? She's like in her 50s, 60s? Yeah, probably 50s. Born probably, and raised here, I feel like. Probably been in that office her whole career. Yes, yes. Or at least for 20, 15, white, white 20. White lady? White lady, yeah. Um, and she, you know what it is? It's like, I feel, I don't want to judge the ophthalmologists out there, but like somebody comes into the eye doctor, it's probably one of like maybe 10 problems most commonly right maybe i so don't like, know but maybe, pink eye's gotta be up there yeah so maybe she's just like yeah well i've heard and seen it all so whatever this lady's about to tell me i don't really care that much so like let's get to the bottom oh, of she it. did not care yeah that's for sure which obviously i'm not saying that's a good thing i'm just i'm i'm, I'm curious where she lost the 
relationship to human empathy. <laughs> like you're just an item on a shelf that oh, she has to move from one part of the totally. room to the other part of to- the room. And she's used to people just if they are responding to her, they are not questioning her yeah. way of doing. Uh, and she put, she was like, okay, look up. I'm going to put some eye drops in. They like scalded my eyeballs. <laughs> like you immediately hear. <laughs> yeah. Like that's basically how it felt. And I can handle pain. I've pushed a child out of my body. You're like, like what is this? She's like hydrochloric acid. <laughs> relax. <laughs> and I said, I was like, you really should warn someone before you're about to put eye drops in that burn significantly and not only that they were a numbing like yeah. agent so they burned and then they began to numb my eyeballs it's like these are things you warn someone like, about are my eyes disappearing right now what is happening and i was like god i wish you could give me something that like just did this while they're in so much pain and she was like well it destroys the cornea so we can't do that <laughs> Didn't she say, when you said, I wish you, uh, why yeah, didn't so, you warn me? Didn't she say, well, their eye drops? No, she said, well, when I do that, people pull away. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? So what I do, when I need to deliver eye drops, first I bring in some plants from the waiting room and I hide in the bushes. <laughs> and I tell them, just relax. And then I sneak up and I squirt it right in there. I mean, yeah. And both her and the nurse tech, whatever he was, who was, he was very friendly. I came in because I had what I thought was a cyst on the side yeah, of my the, the eye. Lump, you had a lumpy eye. I had a white lump on the side of my you, eye. You asked me if I could see it and I could see it. And I did have several things that I was afraid it could be, but I was like, this won't help for me to be like, no, you might lose your eye. Smart move. I don't know what the hell that is. So, I assume when an eye stops being spherical, something's very wrong. <laughs> yeah, when there's like a growth. Yeah. Which is why the doctor had the telehealth visit was like, you gotta yeah. get out of here. I and was go like, to the yeah, I see the bump, but I kept the part. You're like, oh. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, said, I, oh. <laughs> I said I could see the bump, but I did not say I can also see your pulse in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But neither her nor the the tech nurse even saw the thing because it's like slightly under my eyelid. And I wanted to be like, there's more eyeball to discover beneath the lid. Like if they were looking at your eyeballs, they got to lift a lot of lid to see what's going on. I get get so much is covered. So much is covered by the lid. I'm like, is there something wrong with my eyes? I'm like, we're just looking at the fucking crevice opening. And they're like doing it with that. I I was telling my brother, it's like a speculum. He's never been to the eye doctor before. He was like 2020. I'm like, well, how do you fucking know if you've never been to the eye doctor? I've only been like once or twice in my life. He's literally never been. So I was like, well, you don't know, but they have this like steampunk like vision machine where you're like they're doing clicks and spins and whatever and looking at a light and this and then they're like look over here look over here and at no point you did all this with her with her and with him the other day i mean yes and so and they were like yeah well you're really irritated i'm like yeah and then i would go but how about this (laughs) like (laughs) lifted my lid and they were like oh and i'm like you do that. You wouldn't have found it. You do that, and then there's like horror movie puppets that come out that are just like, yeah, from under your eye. And they're like, oh, oh, you have Satan's children in your eye. We like, see them now. She's like, I don't think it's a cyst though. 
And I was like, well, what is it? I was like, it's different. Oh, did you hear results about the uh, culture? No. 740. Well, that was the other part, too. I was like, so when do you get results? And she's like. Whenever I get them. She was like, well, if I get them, I'll let you know. <laughs> I was like, well, what is the typical turnaround? She was like, three days. I'm like, great. That's the fucking answer. <laughs> like, what? Why? Like, Why am I training you to be a human? She kind of she kind of likes uh, creating a little mystery in her relationships. And she like couldn't get the culture tube open. And I was like, do you want me to help you? She's doing a thing where she's lowering her Coke bottle glasses and she's like looking. Oh, she's like up. using a tissue. And she's like, oh, I can't get this. <laughs> she's like going like this. And I was like, you want me to help you? She's like, I'm a big girl. <laughs> Like, lady, I'm have, like, are you? Hey, lady, have you only done this a million times? Oh my god, I'm sure they'll come back like unconclusive. Do Is we know word? if your survey was anonymous or do you care? I don't, and I was wondering that because I am seeing her on Monday morning. I feel like they have to be anonymous. I think so. I didn't, I mean, it was sent to my email, but whatever. <sighs> Just another day in healthcare in New York City. I mean, you did have an interesting idea of how you could start a business where you teach like medical professionals how to yeah. do their do the human side of things. Do the human. Cause, do the human with Ross. Because <laughs> yeah, there is like this thing with people who are that advanced in any field where they become robotic about the thing. Uh, there's there's worse ways of saying what I'm describing, but I won't. Like literally uh, active listening exercises, yeah. which like I've had to do in my yoga teacher training, in doula work. Like it's all the element of active listening leads to advocacy and like really hearing where somebody's coming from. Anyone, everybody just wants to be heard. Yeah. And I'm like, I am a, someone of so much fucking privilege so I'm just always thinking about people that are not able to advocate for themselves in the way that I am. And I'm like, they're just getting fucking bulldozed mm -hmm. by these people, you know? And that is very upsetting to me. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like there's so many other things I want to talk about because I've been listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. As, as a fan, you can come in here now and be a part of the podcast and yeah. feedback. Yeah. Yeah, what are are there times where you're listening where you're like, what are these two fucking idiots talking about? No, but I definitely want to chime in. Yeah, yeah. Like you know? while you're listening, you're trying to respond. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh! like I mean, I'm loving the element of Gastor calling out the caucasity of it all. Mm. You know, I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. I think With we the all dog psychic, dog psychic, sleep trainer. I mean, when you dance were... class. A dance class. Which we have an update on. I guess we should probably update the folks at home she about She didn't make the cut. She was kicked out of dance class. She didn't make the cut. So anyway, uh I mean like when you were talking about um when you were going off on your conspiracy theories and like Oh, the you, Pledge of Allegiance is a fascist well, not only, instrument. Not only but before that talking about just like you kind of posed a rhetorical question to Gastor of like caring a lot about the world, being so upset about the things that you feel like you know and mm. understand and that you're this person of immense privilege and like how do you like how do I sleep step at up night? step up, do something about it while also maintain your life 
and is that even possible? And are you doing enough? You were kind of like, yeah, am yeah. I doing enough already? Yeah. Say yes. And he was like, he basically was like, I'm, it's good that you think about these things, but also I hope your life is terrible. No, like, I hope you struggle. Yeah, like I hope you have a men's struggle. And liter- the way he said it, which was of course better than how we're discussing it, made me, I was driving and because I'm a horrible, dangerous driver, hands off the wheel, applauded. <laughs> <laughs> so I just really wanted to make sure Gastor heard that as he told you that he wanted you to struggle, I LOL'd, gave a round of applause, and started laughing harder. At my expense. Yeah. Well, good yeah. for you. I'm yeah. glad that lightened but, your mood. But, I'm glad you're I'm glad my white guilt made you have a pleasant afternoon. But I was so proud of you also that you were talking about some of like the things that you're struggling with and like the hard hitting stuff and being aware of your own privilege and how we want to like raise our daughter differently and there's a reason why we live where we live, et cetera, et cetera. And like he wasn't just there to be like, Way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I was yeah, I guess I was doing plenty of patting myself on my back. Which myself. I, I that's what I I'm liking about this new dynamic balance between the two of you is that like you yeah. guys do have a really good rapport yeah. and a lot in common and a lot different and you both are able to like yeah. take it and get it from each other and just oh, showing very different points of view and I just I think it's a great show. Thank you. That means a lot. And no, he I'm I he's just like a great man. Yeah, you know, like he's totally there, he's got so much wisdom to offer and I really I I love his point of view and I'm you know, he's been through some hard years with his kids and yeah. like he's No, we've got a lot to learn. Yeah. I uh I I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um it is funny too cuz I've been talking to like I have some um Latin and Dominican co-workers that I was like working with while I'd been listening to some episodes and I was kind of saying how like when you guys were discussing how to approach kids and like their belongings and we we're like yeah. we want Fran to respect her stuff we want her to like want to take care of her stuff and that he's just like this is all mine this is my stuff you're renting it yeah. and like my two Latin co-worker friends were like yeah Totally. Like that is so Latin parenting, yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't think there's anything like it's not a judgment in terms of like one's better than the other. It's just like interesting to yeah. hear they were so familiar with that as like a concept, yeah. you know, yeah. and we're like, no, Fran, this master suite room. Yeah. You really need to be respectful and <laughs> cherish it. I mean, or sometimes I'm like, so, honey, do you feel up? For like cleaning up a little bit yeah you want to do a little bit of organizing i'm like no i need to just start saying you better organize your stuff or i'm going to start throwing things out the window blitz bag I'm we're a, taking I'm, it back to blitz bag i'm gonna blitz bag this room which is what my mother used to threaten my brother and i with which i don't even know what a blitz bag is like is that a thing or did she make it up i think she made it up and i i assume i always assume what's a it blitz meant- I, uh, quick she's yeah. gonna go in there with a garbage bag she's gonna it's just a quick bag fill up a bag and she's gonna put it so, i don't i didn't get the sense your mom was throwing your stuff no, away no she's probably just putting it in the in the basement she definitely puts stuff in the basement sometimes yeah just, just like a, a pack rat just yeah sh- just literal things. garbage bags of our stuff that she was like told you gonna bl- <laughs> i was gonna blitz bag it, uh, and i did you, you got blitz bag you got fucking blitz bag bitch oh my god 
you know, different different ways. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm I'm a little tired. I uh You got you better wake up cuz we got know, a late night show. As you know, uh I got home real late last night from a gig and uh yeah, just uh, sleeping on the air mattress next to Franny's crib because we got mother-in-law sharing the bed with you. We're like the Wonkas over here. One bedroom uh, home, baby. Yeah, one bedroom. You got to make it stretch. Yeah. Like tonight, actually, there was a moment where you were, you guys were watching TV. JoJo was in Franny's room on her iPad. I needed to just like check my phone. So I went and I sat in the bathroom like on the toilet with the seat down. Yeah. And I'm like looking at my phone and I'm like, yeah, this can work. This can work. <laughs> There's enough room here. I always think about we have like a little space in front of the bathroom yeah. that's like we have like a little um, trunk that just is kind of holding. Yeah. It's like the HVAC. It's a catch all. In front of the HVAC closet. I'm like, this could be a dining room. Or, <laughs> I really think that sometimes. I'm like, how do we turn this little nook in front of the bathroom into a dining yeah, room? Yeah, that way you can eat and then take one single step and shit. <laughs> and then that's usually where my brain goes, where I'm like, that's gross. It's yeah, so close it's to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so next to the bed. Next I, to the bed. I envision that corner. I could see an armchair over there. Like a. Oh. A, a little chair. reading nook. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's too small. The the walls are closing in. They're closing in a little bit. We need we need a gut reno of <laughs> this of this gut reno department. We need a new child's bed, yes. which I'm putting a lot of pressure on as the answer to all of our problems, and it absolutely will not be. But it will get us in a different direction. Yeah. And then we need to build that wall. Well, a bit, that's the thing though, building that wall, I feel like if we were to do it right, if we had no if money was not an option, we would take down all the walls and then rebuild all the walls with different dimensions. Yeah, of course, but like that is not an option. We don't have fucking 10, 15 grand laying around well, to, to that, like I think we would need like 30 grand. <laughs> So let's just build the cheap motherfucking wall so that we have some goddamn privacy and some space between our dining table and the bed. <laughs> yeah, I love that we're like, we can't possibly eat dinner next to the bathroom because that would really ruin eating dinner next Near to where bed. we put our head to go to Near sleep. The bed. Well, I go to sleep. You shit where he, you know, <laughs> you sleep where you eat and shit. What? Yeah. When you've got all the square footage, that is how it works. Uh, yeah. <sighs> the pillows have mustard stains. Well, you the- know what was great about the, uh, red, red eye, pink eye situation was that, like, once Fran realized that, like, I had this thing that she could get because we were like, okay, like, don't touch mama's face, whatever. Then it turned into, like, shaming me when she's, like, sharing my own fucking bed with me where yeah. she's like... Uh, mama no i can't lay on your pillow and she's like ew don't touch me like getting all grossed out i'm like yeah. fuck you like go lay in your own goddamn bed yeah like you have fuck your own room you like ah, mama no i'm like okay you well little, then get out of here little brat this is from you coughing directly into my eyeballs Ugh. which i've been telling her that yeah. i was like you know why i'm sick because you're coughing into my eyeballs <laughs> Okay, I won't never do that ever again. I'm like, uh, liar! <laughs> yeah, what else has been going on? What should we check in about? I don't know. Um, I mean, we've checked in over a lot. We also, we're pushing it. 
with the time. Oh my gosh! We're yeah, we got a it. we got a big show. We're going to see Titanic tonight. Titanic. You've been taking in culture. You went to a show last night as well. Yes, I went to go see some of my funny faves. Uh, do a live reading of the First Wives Club, mm-hmm. which you can't get more gay and niche than that. I mean, I think tonight we might try. Yeah, but Isn't it's getting like national a, attention, I a feel A drag like. show redo of Titanic? Is that what this show is? And Celine Dion? It is a spoof on Titanic that focuses on Celine Dion being like a main character in the plot and her songs being the whole run of show. And isn't she very sick? She is. How sick is she? I don't have a punchline for that. I don't know. No, but like, is she, (laughs) do we think she's dying or? I I think it's some like terrible autoimmune, uh, like degenerative neurological thing. Sounds bad. Isn't it crazy that like the celebs we grew up with are all going to start kicking it? Yes. Like Bruce Willis can't, recognize his own family i know that's really sad that's crazy because he's not that old Mm -mm. and that's like a brain thing right i mean see i saw madonna last month Mm -hmm. and bitch is old did she get sick after the show you were at no before that's why i even got to go because she rescheduled all of these things and so more tickets got released and i was like I'm like, this bitch almost dropped dead. What am I doing? I, I got to go see her. See her. Yeah. Like, And I saw the set list and I was like, oh my God, I've got to see this. But What's your review? What's your 90 second review of Madonna in 2024? It was so entertaining. As a Madonna fan since my memories began at age mm-hmm. three, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was the least perfectionist performance probably of her career. Oh. As a noted perfectionist, which something about that I enjoyed, that yeah. it was a little messy, loosey goosey. Um, but she's still like a 65 year old woman who was like busting out some dance moves and was able to perform for two hours straight. Yeah. Which I don't think I could do. Yeah. So hats off. But you said there were some awkward pauses. Oh, God. I mean, could it have used an edit? Yeah. Absolutely. But she's got a, a lot of yes men around her, I have a feeling. Oh, I'm sure. Yes boys. Yes boys, yes girls, yes thems. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like I just kept saying to my friend Eddie, who I went with, like, you can't deny the catalog. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't deny the catalog. She's giving you so many motherfucking hits like and that were the soundtracks to like formative experiences for decades and decades of life for multiple generations yes which my friend who i was with last night she went and saw her too and she didn't even like her as a kid and i was like oh really she was like yeah i kind of got into her in high school and Mm. i was like that was my like third time getting into her when i was in high school and then in college i had like another moment and then after college i had another moment and it's like one of the lines like there was a lot of like voiceover from interviews that they were like pumping in and one of them was like the most controversial thing i've ever done is that i've stuck around Mm. and i was like yeah people fucking hate her because she stuck around and she yeah. just won't go away. Yeah. And she doesn't act the way people think, think a 65-year-old or a 50-year-old or a 40-year-old is supposed to act. And, like, you know, it's like you can have your thoughts and feelings about her, but, like, no one has done what she has done. Yeah. Like, she came to power in the 80s when MTV was invented. So no one had been a pop star 
like she had been a pop star and she kind of invented it does that feel inspiring as a woman like does that feel inspiring that yeah like that's it was a good reminder to be like because I've got my feelings about her from time to time where I'm just like a little sad that she's had so much plastic surgery and then I'm like it's none of my business what do I fucking care she should do what she wants or like I don't like her music I feel like she's like trying too hard now blah 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 but it's also like who the fuck am I yeah what does it matter like she she changed the game yeah and she's literally been a part of my life since I was a child like literally since my memories began she is a part of it and she said in the beginning of the concert too she was like I guess you've all like grown up with me right and I was like I've literally from the beginning of my life yeah (laughs) Like, 41 years old. I've been there well, from the beginning. That's what was interesting about showing Franny Thriller recently. Yeah. We showed her the Thriller video, and, like, I remember, or barely remember. Yeah, same. Like, banging against the walls of the shed in our backyard as a big crew of, like, I don't know, like, five to eight-year-old kids that my mom, she babysat all the neighborhood kids, and we would run around the backyard singing Thriller and yeah. just, like, banging on the shed for drums and everybody's like pretending to be zombies or whatever and uh that feeling like god like it's been a long life already and we're only very much so i mean maybe we're at the halfway point i guess we're over half we're definitely we're definitely middle-aged yeah and for sure and like to see that franny is getting joy from this questionable man of course uh (sighs) but like same with madonna like how many people how many people are going to enjoy this art that people from that era made? Because uh, some of her music is timeless, you know, like, uh, like you can obviously tell like, oh, that's an 80s song, but it's like always going to be fun to listen to. Total, Like so much of her music is timeless, yeah. honestly. Like there were so many songs where you're just like, oh, shit, this yeah. is so good. Like yeah. and that she's I don't know, she's still provocative and making people uncomfortable like that's very cool to me yeah so you know i mean she's messy she's real messy like nobody's perfect yeah she like second to last thing of the show was some huge honoring of michael jackson Mm. which was speaking of thriller was fucking weird yeah and i was like did nobody tell this lady he's a known pedophile (laughs) like what is going on but not Aside from that, I was talking with my friend about it last night. I was like, she actually made a good point. She was like, do you think Michael Jackson or Prince would devote a whole segment to Madonna if oh, they were still alive? Oh, wow. And I was like, Allie, I was like, that's a hard-hitting question. And I was like, no fucking way. That's so interesting. I was like, no fucking way would they. That, and and it does. It, she doesn't need to. That's Why are a, we honoring anyone besides her? Yeah. Like, that's such a fun social question yeah uh, i thought that was really i was like wow i had not even thought i mean that's like that's some deep sexism stuff yes because like like, because i don't think prince or michael jack well let's just talk about prince i don't think he would not do that out of like malicious intent or anything he just wouldn't do it because he's a fucking superstar he's a guy who's a huge star and who needs to bring women into this you know well and it's like she is iconic she's outlived both of them she continues to make music it's like not 
mentioning them is not a diss in any right, way. Right, it's just right. like, yes, I am the icon standing before you. Honor me and my legacy. Like, yeah. you don't need to bring anyone else into this. Yeah. It was a retrospective on her career. The second to last thing is a huge moment dedicated to Michael Jackson. Yeah. What the fuck? It yeah. was so... It was so jarring. Mm. And then the last song was Bitch, I'm Madonna. And you're like, okay. <laughs> wow. So that was weird. Yeah. I'm like, somebody decided this was a good time filler? I could have thought of a couple other things. There were some other hits I didn't yeah. hear that you could have just played the fucking music video. <laughs> like, it was just so odd. But no one was there to edit. Mm. No one was there to edit. I like the idea of you... Uh, you having these feelings about how the eye doctor does her job, how Madonna does oh, her I've job. Oh, I've got opinions. Maybe you should be people's last edit. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty good, actually. Like if you go to a restaurant, like, hey, listen, I'm going to sit here with my husband. We're going to have dinner. But before you give us the check, I'm going to give you some feedback. <gasps> oh, my God. If I... I mean, that's like a critic, right? Kind of? Kind of, yeah. But I like this as uh, what's-his-face from Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. You're yeah. like a Gordon uh, Ramsay type of person who you're, you're boots on the ground in the moment. I'm good. I am a good editor in that way, I mm. think, because I am like quick to be like, have an opinion that yeah. I think has a foundation in relatively good taste. But I like, I love helping people clean their closets out. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, when was the last time you wore that? You don't need it. Get it out of here. Yeah. As we know, cutthroat. Yes. You. <laughs> You have no, uh, you have no sentimentality about stuff. I do and I don't. You're like, let's get this shit I'm not, out of here. I'm oh, not that's nearly like, as sentimental as you. No. That's your favorite shirt from eighth grade. No. Divorce <laughs> yourself from feelings about it and get it the fuck out of here. It's just a thing. Yeah. So. Well, that's my thing, cultural critique. What about yeah. you? Uh, I, I have nothing on culture, but I do want to check in. You know, Gastor and I, I don't I don't know how much we're going to be talking about love and sex on this podcast Ooh. anymore. So I feel Does like he want to be affiliated with I it would, if, we're, if we're talking about uh, it? I guess, yeah, I guess that's a different question. But, uh, you know, we hired, a, in. we hired a sitter for this is the podcast formerly known as Who Cares About Ross and Patrick, which started about us just talking about things we cared about. And then. Yes. Uh, somewhere i can't remember what episode if you're 50. new to if you're new to the podcast episode 50 is where we started talking very openly about our sex and love life and things got pretty how it spicy, how things changed um was it episode 50 it was um so i don't know i guess i'd be remiss if i didn't just check in i mean i was telling somebody last night and I, you just did a sexy show last yeah i just night. performed on this like show that was like about sex storytelling and i revived this old story from early uh early in our our sexual adventures um our ethical non-monogamy if you will yeah yeah so to put it frank right before the pandemic i did this hour-long show about our relationship and our marriage and my stuff and whatever and i told a 10 minute or 15 minute story from that show last night and i was discussing our life with somebody there and i said you know between the pandemic and a new child we've had pretty much as close to a traditional marriage as you can have where there's the occasional uh dalliance outside of it you love a dalliance what's a better word than dalliance it's a great word a rendezvous no dalliance is nice um and i was just saying like yeah like it's interesting to tell the story you heard tonight because 
I haven't really participated in that world. It feels so far away. Yeah, it feels like another lifetime. And uh, so I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I raise it to see if there's anything you wanted to check in about or share or uh, maybe we plant a seed that will. I was thinking we could do side episodes about this or the pa- Patreon, Patreon episode. behind the know. paywall. Perhaps if you want the dirt, perhaps it'll be a Patreon situation. I don't know. But we're not doing we're, we don't have quite as much dirt as we used to. Yeah, but, there's not a lot of dirt at the moment, but we're still navigating ethical non-monogamy. Yeah, um, we are not a monogamous couple. We continue to be non-monogamous. Yeah, um, it ain't what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as spicy but but it's fun it's fun and it does still feel um necessary necessary and how we we want to have our relationship and our marriage is like knowing that we are afforded this other freedom. part of our life and freedom and um in a lot of ways it makes me so uh, aware of how special our little family is yeah. and um, very protective of that in a way that I was not before necessarily. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's not as spicy, but it's ever evolving. Yeah. And um, we are not, what is that part in um, some 12 step verbiage? It's like, we we don't wish to forget the past or ignore it right. or whatever. Yeah. How does that go? <laughs> we don't wish to shut the door on the past or... We look back but don't stare. Is that like a, no, I don't know. the promises or something? Um, What's the, the point that you're saying? That like... That, you, you... That, like what we learned and what we experienced in our early years of like being out there in a very like poly relationship, even though it has changed significantly, we like learned a lot from that and it's just like continuing to grow and to change into something else Yeah, basically yeah. is what I'm saying. And that's another reason why we don't want to, we don't want to shut the door on the past because we want to continue to be non-monogamous. Yeah. And it just looks different at different phases in your life. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. Actually, there was a woman there last night who had, uh, I think she said, 14-year-old twins and then a 16-year-old daughter, three three girls. And um, <clears throat> she's a part of this lifestyle in the city I was in. And I'm keeping things vague. I, I guess you couldn't figure out who this person is. She wasn't on the show or anything. She was like a helper or something. And she was saying, uh, one of her kids said, hey, mom, you go on a lot of sleepovers for uh, a grown up. <laughs> and I, I thought that was so interesting that because I actually don't know if she's like Polly or a swinger or like how it, she identifies what exactly yeah. her lifestyle is. But I assume that if we are Polly and we're having like relationships with people at some point you would have to explain to the kid like you know we have a different kind of family yeah we actually have these other relationships with these people we love or whatever yeah i, I assume that would be a thing I, I i don't know i mean there's yeah. so many 
questions that we may have to encounter eventually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that we have to figure it out now. No. But um, yeah, it's it's been it's been an interesting kind of year or so of kind of like getting back out there a little bit yeah. and navigating some challenging waters and some fun ones and yep. some you know all the stuff so you know we we can figure out how we talk about that on here yeah again. and that yeah i guess just to mention that it's like it's still something we're interested in interested in discussing and um seeing if people are curious about hearing about it without yeah. it being annoying because it's like you know there are those open couples where you're like we don't care we don't yeah, we yeah. don't need to hear about it <laughs> sometimes it's a little much but i don't know i think you know it is funny i feel like it comes up a lot more in different like podcasts that i listen to mm. and still people being really like weary of it and thinking like is it even possible at all like clearly must be something wrong with these people with yeah. this couple like yeah. they must be missing something there must be a problem and that might very well be and the I, case for I, a lot of people but that doesn't feel like the case well it makes us. me feel defensive because it's like yeah there's something missing uh sex with other people yeah like that's what's missing i'm like don't you want that too yeah <laughs> Like I, I, I kind of can't imagine a world with any one individual person where I'm like, all right, that's, that's enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, lots of people that, do it. I, that could change for me. I, I, I have this paranoia that that's going to change for me soon. Like my body chemistry is going to just start plummeting with like the desire chemicals or whatever. And I'm just going to become like an asexual, uh, you know, I don't think so. Hun. Just like guy who gets really into like uh whittling wood or something worse things and he can't have <laughs> and he doesn't have wood anymore um, a woodless wood whittler well that's why they spend so much money on those um hard dick drugs for you guys yeah that's why so of... much money and research goes into Thank making God. sure that you guys stay rock hard <laughs> but nothing about women's health okay i think those same drugs do work for you though right that's not the point. The point is that they don't do research on fucking important things that women's bodies do that your bodies don't do. But we've got a lot of insurance stuff covering hard dick pills. Mm. But also they don't know anything about breast milk or like the chemistry that occurs during and after pregnancy. And they're just cutting women open, trying to get their babies out Man, in a you, timely manner. You sound like me two episodes ago with the conspiracy theories now. Just facts. We are not going to send our daughter to a school where they're pledging allegiance. Pledging allegiance to Bushwick, however, I'm into I am into that as oh, like a suggestion to my neighbor. To my neighbor, I was saying to people, I'm like, I think that's actually a great idea. I think that might actually help a lot of community problems. Yeah, we we are not. We believe in politics and well, the importance of participation. I'm, I'm just what the point I'm getting at is: stay local. We get yes. micro local, extra local. Is that a term? And not only do I believe in politics, I believe everything is political, and that. When people are like, don't make it so political. The personal is political because the fucking government is in my goddamn body and yeah, my rights. Yeah. Okay? All right. Well, before this one... <laughs> before this one... Uh, Can't wait to hear what Gaston is going to have to say. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and watching. Uh, please, please, yeah. Hey, if if you know people who are new parents or uh, curious about anything we talk about, we'd love we'd love for people to recommend this show that we're doing around and uh if you're new uh check out the old episodes ross and yeah! i used to host this we hosted 116 episodes together if just you the love two of what us. you saw today yeah <laughs> if you love what you heard and saw today there's a whole bunch of episodes of me just firing off on all cylinders oh, yeah. so take a look back in time yeah all right well thanks i'm, I'm happy you oh, thanks hey, th- thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.